you can't look around a town without seeing a bank serving hot dogs or hamburgers somewhere. They've sponsored the Little League field. Banks are everywhere, and they're always doing something for their community. And that was really appealing to me to be able to work in a position to help banks, which ultimately helps them to serve their customers and give back to their community. Welcome to the Next Generation Podcast, presented by Generations Bank. I'm Luke Hannon. I'm Max Harrell. Luke, it's good to see you in person. I'm back. You're back. (laughs) Better or worse, you're back. And we have one of the most influential leaders in the state of Arkansas, Miss Lori Trogdon on the phone with us. Woo! Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, Please let my people here know, the board. I'd love for them to hear that. Do you like that introduction? Perfect. Well, I thought I'd start there, and then if we had to introduce a different way, then I could just back <laughs> down from there, but it felt fitting. As a matter of fact, I'm just going to hire you to be my hype man. <laughs> <laughs> as long as the pay lines up, I'm good to go. So. <laughs> I started to say, I don't think I can match the bank pay. You never know. We might might need to discuss. We might need to discuss. Well, Lori, uh, it's great to have you on, and we we appreciate you taking some time. And I know you're very busy. You've been been traveling quite a bit, right? I have. There are lots of banking conferences that I attend and, and also that some of our, our uh, leadership attends. And so now you're, you're back in Little Rock, your home base there. Uh, I guess you've got a little little reprieve for a couple of weeks before you got to go back on the road. I do. We, uh, I go. The next conference I attend is an, an actual banking legal conference. Well, that sounds riveting, right there. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you know, I'm not an attorney, but I do play one on television. Oh, so there you it's go. Important <laughs> that I stay educated. Yes. that's pretty good. Can you give us a, a little bit of background on yourself and where you're from and up to speed today? Sure. Um, A lot of people think that I'm a banker, which I am not. I come from an association, an HR actually, and an association management background. Um, I'm from central Arkansas. I've lived here all my life. My entire family lives here. Um, I have an undergrad degree from the University of Central Arkansas in political science, and then a graduate degree from the University of Arkansas in operations management. And I'm also a certified association Executive, so I get the uh, wonderful three letters of CAE behind my name. I, yes, you may be the first awesome. person I've ever met with CAE. I'm legit certified. So, <laughs> uh, it's it was a really hard test, and I never want to have to take it again. So I'm sure to keep my hours up for that, much like my fake uh, continuing legal legal education hour. <laughs> but so I um I started my my first job was with Axiom actually in Conway and. I was there. I actually worked for two years there in, as a data uh, administrator for the American Express team and then the Bank of America team, making sure that everybody got the proper credit card offers. And then I went into HR from there and was there for three more years in HR. And after that, I went over to Altel and did almost four years there in HR and, and HR management. And you know, thought I might be there forever. I really liked HR and I was on the management track there. And then Verizon bought them. So I figured I better, middle management, figured I better go ahead and start looking and uh, took a position with the Arkansas Bar Association, which is attorneys. Uh, that's, why, that's why I'm allowed to play one on television because I worked with them for 10 years. I, I was the number two there. So I was the associate executive director. And then uh, I worked on our lobbying efforts there as well. Spent 10 years there. And the you know Arkansas Bankers Association president 
position uh, came open. I talked to several people that had worked here uh, and that knew, you know, kind of about the position and, and what the expectations were and just how the association operated in general and thought, well, this is a really good opportunity. So I applied for the position and, and convinced uh, a panel of, of eight bankers CEOs and executives that they needed a non-banker with association background experience and their first female president. And apparently my lobbying efforts there paid off. And here I am today, five years later, here I am today. Yeah. That's, it sounds like you were the perfect fit. <laughs> a bunch of bankers need some non-bankers in the room. Yeah. So, <laughs> Lori, I, I kind of just wanted to ask, what, what brought you to the ABA and why did you choose, uh, you know, to serve the banking community in this way? Well, you know, like I said, I did a little bit of research about the association and, you know, I didn't know, I know, I knew about banking pretty much what everybody else knows, what we always think, lenders and tellers, right? This is where I go for my checking account, my savings account and to get a loan. Uh, And so I didn't know a lot about banking, but, you know, just started asking around. Like I said, I knew people that either had worked here or um, one that current had just left, so was almost current, and started asking about the association and about the people and about what the association did and how they represented banks, and really liked what I heard. And I think the big difference with uh, banking that a lot of people are looking for is that um, balance of you know a career that you love, but also doing something for your community and and having service hours along with that. And banking really embodies that. Because, you know, you can't um, look around a town without seeing either a, a bank serving hot dogs or hamburgers somewhere. They've sponsored the Little, Re- the little League field. They've sponsored the basketball court. Uh, banks are everywhere. And they're always doing something for, for their community. And that was really appealing to me to be able to uh, work in a position to help banks which ultimately helps them to serve their customers and give back to their communities. So that was, that was sincerely appealing to me. And once I, you know, I went through the first interview uh, with the panel of eight and then was called back for a second interview with just uh, a panel of two and really got into the nitty gritty details of the job. And once I left there, uh, you know, I, I immediately said to myself, this is my home. I plan on being here forever. I am going to get this job. And I have uh, loved every minute of it. And I tell the entire board, plan to see my face for the next 25, 30 years because I'm never leaving. There you go. That's quite the, I'm going to hold you to that because I plan on being in banking for a long time too. So uh, we need you at the helm. You're doing doing a great job with being your own hype man because that was was some, that's some confidence there. I love that. a brick wall right now. That's right. Obviously the, ABA, Arkansas Bankers Association, I know that you mentioned that earlier, but do you mind just kind of giving a brief overview of, of what the uh, what the ABA is, what, what y'all do, and then what you do specifically for the organization? Sure. So I tell my elevator speech for everyone is the two main things any association does is advocate and educate. And, and you know, basically there's an association for anything you can think of, all from bankers down to florists down to asphalt pavers. Um, there's one out there for everyone uh, because advocacy is so important and so is education. You know, we, we just talked about the acronyms a minute ago and those are ever-changing. And so education is important. The, the, the laws and the regulations change on a regular basis. 
And so it's important to stay up with those because if something's missed, you all know if something's missed and you're out of compliance, uh, there's big trouble down the road for the bank. And so it's crucially important. And I like to say that we have, you know, some of the best education in the state. And so who better to be delivering that education to our bankers than the than the association um, and our number one benefit, though, is advocacy. Uh, we advocate for the industry uh, on behalf of really good bills and helping get those passed both at, at the state and the federal level and then helping stop really bad bills because ultimately when a bad bill passes, it's not just hurting the bank. It ultimately hurts the customer. You know, there is a trickle-down effect, and oftentimes lawmakers and regulatory agencies don't stop and look at the big picture of how does this affect a customer in everyday real life, right? We have this big picture view of what we think is going to happen, and um, they don't often stop and make that connection and follow the entire process or sometimes even ask banks, how is this going to affect your bank and how is this going to affect your customer? And so, you know, banks have the opportunity through advocacy to tell that story. You know, this is what happens in my community. We all know our our hometown banker and they uh, are with their customers every day and they know how it affects customers in their community. So advocacy really offers the opportunity for um, the association to tell that story and for individual bankers to go to Washington, D.C. to meet with our congressmen and our senators to go down to the state capitol and, and meet with our representatives and senators there and help them to understand, you know, if you are to pass this law, either this is how it will help our communities and our customers, or this is how it will hurt our communities and our customers. And sometimes it's not on purpose. Sometimes it is an unintended consequence of the law or the regulation that they're proposing. And it's our job to help point that out and to help make it right. That's a great elevator pitch. <laughs> I mean, the skyscraper. <laughs> I learned a lot. <laughs> um, Max kind of hit hit on it, but I am relatively new to the banking industry, and so the ABA as a whole is it. What are you know community banks like Generations part of the ABA, and and why why should a bank be a part of the ABA? Sure. And I would say in Arkansas, probably about 80% of our banks are small community banks, like uh, Generations and many others all through the state. You know, and in some of our very small towns, you know, the bank serves as the community room. The bank serves as the main employer uh, and all that kind of stuff. And so uh, what we offer as the association, and I, I talked about the advocacy and the education but uh, some of the other benefits of uh, being with the association is we offer, um, for instance, I'll give one instance, and uh, that's very tangible. Every Tuesday, uh, matter of fact, today, it just went out a little bit ago, we send out an e-news um, update. And at the top of the update, I have a section, and it goes into the latest government relations items at the state and federal level. And then it goes into the top headlines for uh, regulatory activities and uh, I don't know if everyone knows, but there are, you know, four regulatory bodies that, that banks have to deal with, um, major regulatory bodies, and then, and then several other smaller ones on top of that. And it, it uh, puts out anything new from those regulatory agencies. And then it has other articles and things like that that are about hot topics that are going on in the banking industry right now. And then after that, it delves into the education we're offering and our endorsed vendors um, and associate, associate partners. And so the endorsed vendors are offering 
specialized products and services for banks that help their customers, that help them operate and do their day-to-day business. And then the association will usually negotiate some sort of discounted rate or special package um, that's offered to banks if they are our association members. So we, you know, we try to cover everything for banks from A to Z. And, you know, most of our banks don't have time to stop and research all of those things. Um, every day for themselves. We offer it up on a plate. I get calls all the time. Hey, have you heard anything about a product for this? Or, hey, have you heard what's happening with this regulation? And um, Or what are other banks doing in this area? And I can shoot out a quick poll, even an informal poll. Sometimes I'll just text a group of CEOs and say, what are you hearing on this? What's happening on that? And I can get uh, some feedback very quickly. Uh, one of the things we're actually working on right now is um, on the solar eclipse because you know, that's, uh, banks are in those towns that are in a major pathway for that in, in 2024 next year. And I've, I had a call or two saying, are there, you know, any particular things that we need to think about? And so we've, we have actually put together a small task force to, to talk through that. But, you know, things that uh, most businesses need to think about, including banks, or what happens if your Wi-Fi goes down? Can your processes still run? For banks, uh, have you ordered extra cash for your ATM machine? Uh, are you going to put security in the lobby? Uh, how is traffic going to get in and out of your parking lot? It's small things like that that our banks may have never had uh, had any experience with, but we can talk to banks in other states that have gone through this. Uh, we can talk to other people in the state, other agencies in the state, and find out you know, if they're offering anything to help deal with this. All the way down to uh, here's a link if you want to order Solar Eclipse uh, sunglasses with your logo <laughs> on it. They're offering a discount for association members. So we we try to be a one-stop shop, and, and my job is to try and say yes. If you have something that you need from the association or you need for us to do, um, I will do everything in my power to get a yes and to get you what you what it is you need from us. Do you all do uh, travel booking and stuff? I'm looking for a summer vacation, <laughs> and I think we're members. <laughs> We do not do that. Although, okay. you know, Peggy in my office books all my travel, so she could be available for a small fee. Okay. 1099. Yeah, 1099. <laughs> there you go. That's awesome. Well, uh, that's that's a new one for me. I didn't uh, know about Solar Eclipse. I honestly didn't. I need this to is the first read... I've heard of it, too. So um, I do read the uh, advocacy alerts. Is that what is the section in the email? Advocacy alerts? Yes, and that is perfect because I, I preach all the time uh, when I'm out there, that please click the links when you see the advocacy alerts and submit your bank's story because, you know, like I mentioned earlier, lawmakers and regulators often don't think down to that level. And so it is absolutely pertinent that uh, we give the feedback through those links because they, you know, they will link you directly to your uh, local legislator and congressman so that you can give feedback to them directly. Luke? Yeah, I haven't been clicked. Luke. <laughs> Click, Luke, click the link. Click the link. Click the links, man. Click you know link. what? If I've done nothing like else today, hopefully I have successfully convinced you to click a link, and that means my day is complete. Yeah, I'll click a link or two. You know, on. they're blue. They show up in blue a lot of times, right? It's a great. Yeah. Oh yeah. yes. So there, yes. you I mean, know, it's a link. Yeah, it's it's very <laughs> obvious. You know, yeah, all I the guess. cybersecurity stuff. We'll give you a break just in case. You, okay. You know, you need to hover over it yeah. first, Fishing. right? Okay. Hover over it first. I know. Sure. All I know is, uh, Luke, next week I'm checking the reporting and I'm going to make sure you specifically click the link. Wow. Yeah. That's that's my pen clicking. There, yeah. Write some notes here. <laughs> you at least hey, need to do I'm it for a week, right? Hey, Siri, set a reminder. Yeah. <laughs> so. 
I'm hardcore. Max has heard some of my speeches about some of the fights we've gotten in with uh, legislators. Yes. <laughs> I, 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 I'm glad I'm on your team, Lori. I will say that. Um, I will stand behind you and watch you fight. How about that? So, that, that is my job, good sir. That I'm here to be the bad guy. Well, uh, you, you do a fantastic job for, for the association. And, uh, you know, uh, it, it's been good for me personally to get to know you over the last several years and, uh, you know, hear only great things. And, and I know that the association's in a wonderful place. Uh, you know, overall as a, as a whole, especially since you've you've been uh, in charge over there. And one other kind of question that you you mentioned with those emails is is industry updates. I'd just be very curious what your thoughts are for the industry as a whole right now, and current challenges and current mm-hmm. opportunities, and 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 maybe just kind of what you think. I won't hold you to anything, but I was just just curious sure. what your thoughts are. Sure. Um, I will say right now, under the whether you like them, hate them, whatever the case may be, under the current administration and the current uh, regulatory body heads, agency heads, uh, banking is somewhat under attack. Um, most of them are coming uh, at the industry with the attitude they're coming from and with the attitude that you're doing something bad. It's just me digging deep enough. Surely I'm going to find something if I just keep slapping you with with regulations and examinations and things like that. Uh, whereas, you know, what they should be coming at our industry or any industry with is, okay, we are here to make sure that you are following regulation. We are here to examining you, examine you, but we're going to do it in a fair um, model and we're going to do it the same way with every bank and every region and every state, uh, which doesn't usually happen. So that's, you know, that's one thing we're constantly monitoring is, um, you know, there have been a lot of executive orders that have come out because the regulatory agencies can't get the rules out that um, the current administration may want. And laws, as we all know, there's a stalemate in Congress for the most part, and not much happens and not much moves there. And so the administration hasn't been able to push it out any other way other than executive orders and regulatory enforcement action. So basically, uh, they can make small tweaks and get around the rulemaking process at the regulatory agency level, um, which sees it, you know, plays out with examinations. And so all of a sudden, even though a new rule hasn't passed, they may say, well, you've been doing this this way for, you know, 150 years, but now we've decided that we don't like it done that way. And so we're going to uh, cite you on you ex- your examination for that because it's a pol- it's a uh, it's a priority for this administration. So we see a lot of that happening. And like I said, that's that's not saying um, the current administration is good or bad. That is saying that's how it is happening right now uh, during this time. And on top of that, you've got a lot of political puffery around that that's trickling down to the state level. So our state legislatures are seeing what's happening there. And they don't, you know, as far as the southern states, I can tell you uh, the red states in general don't like what's happening there. And so they want to try and fix it. And I say fix in quotation marks at the state level. And sometimes there are things that can be done at the state level that can help, you know, head off bad things from the federal level. And sometimes it just muddies the water 
and puts federal law and state law at odds. And as banks, you know, we can't be at odds with federal law because we are so heavily, heavily regulated by federal law and uh, federal rules and regs. And so we have to often, you know, as the association, we often go to state legislators and say, hey, um, I realize you didn't mean for this to happen. However, you're going to put us um, either in a position that we have to break federal law or we have to break state law. And breaking federal law can mean that we lose our charter. So we just can't do this. And I need a tweak to this or that. But all of that, um, in a pace I've never seen before, is trickling down to the state level and resulting in, you know, a lot of state bills that we are having to get involved with. But the industry, uh, you know, we, the industry is strong. The industry is sound. Uh, There have been a couple blips, but those were very, very uh, targeted and specific to those couple of banks that they happened to. And most, you know, our banks in Little Rock, uh, I'm sorry, in in our, our banks in Arkansas, you know, they are not running on those models like we saw in California. They are uh, running on completely different models with completely different risk. And so you can't paint that broad brush across our banks here in Arkansas and, and across the industry as a whole. We are, we are not in any kind of crisis. Uh, you know, our industry is very well capitalized. Uh, we are liquid and can weather any of those storms that may happen. And, you know, regulators are really focusing on capital and liquidity. So, you know, they're trying to make sure, too, that the the industry is safe and sound and, and your money is in good, 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 good hands with your local bank. So uh, there's no nothing to worry about there. I think I answered your question. I feel you like did. I got off on a little no. bit of a boondoggle there, but. <laughs> it was fantastic. And, and I really, I just, you know, I appreciate you saying it out loud for everyone to hear. Is that, uh, you know, some of this stuff out there on the coast can tend to be a little different than what we do in the heartland. So, yeah, um, you know, that yes. was well, and for, for every, I feel like for every law that, that red states pass, blue states pass the exact opposite laws. So it kind of keeps the, the country in a little bit of, of up and down because, you know, what, what one, what one, um, red or blue dominate the state does the other ones you know the opposite says oh well we're not going to have that and they they pass something else so it's almost like a a ping pong match back and forth back and forth to see you know who can pass the the most amount of laws that that make them either the most conservative or the most liberal and (laughs) and you know the the right the right thing probably lands somewhere in between right yeah that was one of my questions is since you are advocating on behalf of you know, the Arkansas banks, are most of the issues, you know, that you fight for, do they feel pretty black and white where it's like, this is obviously a pass or obviously we need to to vote against this bill? Or is it more, mm-hmm. do you ever run across some things that are more gray where maybe some of the CEOs are are split on, on a bill? Sure. Uh, for the most part, the industry all moves in one direction, which yeah. is a really great thing about advocating for just one industry because you can get that one solid voice that that everyone agrees. That is not necessarily the case with the Bar Association because <laughs> you have lawyers in every every different practice and they all have an opinion on a law, yeah. uh, whether it directly affects the actual practice of law, the profession of law or not. Um, so it was actually a breath of fresh air to come over to the banking side and, and have an entire industry basically be moving the same direction and in agreement. Uh, the, the times that it does get a little different is, you know, certain laws affect different size banks different ways. Mm. And so a law that may affect a um, a very large bank may not affect Generations Bank because of the because of your size. And so 
it, sometimes you may see a little ambivalence towards some things because, well, that, you know, I'm never going to be that size. That doesn't really affect me. But for the most part, even even then, your your banks will say, no, we know that's bad for the industry as a whole, even though it doesn't affect our bank and they go in the same direction. There may be some periphery things. You know, for instance, there was a state law um, this year in the 2023 legislative session, which is which is adjourned and it's over for this year. That was about uh, covenants not to compete. They uh, tried to pass a law that would totally do away with those. And our industry, as well as uh, a lot of other businesses and industries, use those covenants here in Arkansas. So that was an important thing. And so, but some banks don't use them. And so they, you know, they were neither here nor there about that law. And some banks were very adamant of those are vitally important to us, to our, you know, um, to certain to certain trade, you know, secrets and things like that that we have um, in our bank. So that was one where we didn't necessarily have a, a general consensus of everybody getting on board saying, no, no, don't fight this. But, um, or, you know, a mass amount of people saying, whoa, 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 raising their hands. But enough of them did raise their hands that we knew it was important and the others were, were okay with it going along. I didn't have anybody say, absolutely not. Um, yeah. Don't get involved in this. So it's it's instances like that. But for the most part, we're all moving the same direction. And, and you know, sometimes there are laws that are just a slam dunk of absolutely not. We had, there was a bill filed at the state level uh, again this year in this sec- session um, about uh, social credit scores, which uh, to anybody listening, a social credit score does not exist in the United States of America. Let me just put that out there. Banks do not make decisions based on your Facebook posts, your religion, uh, your political party. That would be highly illegal for them to base their lending decisions on that. Uh, We have this thing called the Fair Lending Act and many other laws uh, built around that. And banks are examined by two different regulatory bodies, um, specifically every year that look at those sorts of things. And so that general public, that does not exist. It's not a real thing. I I don't care what you read on Facebook. Um, It doesn't really happen. So they um there was a representative that wanted to pass a law that uh banned using those criteria to make loan decisions and if they thought if there was a complaint that they thought you might have used those things for a loan decision then it carried civil and criminal penalties now max i don't know whether it would have been you or luke that would have gone to jail but um that was uh it was a a lot of overkill going on there and so you know, I had to, uh, you know, the association stepped in and said, whoa, 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 this is this this does not exist. It's not a real thing. And this law is uh, completely ludicrous. So we're going to need you not to run this bill. And and ultimately, in the end, after talking with the sponsor, he did decide not to run the bill. I'm definitely going to start clicking on those links because I don't want to go to jail for <laughs> anything like that or have <laughs> something like that passed. That's that's uh yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that feels like we, a sci-fi yes. movie. <laughs> it's what it feels like social We do credit. not want you that's to cool. go to jail. Well, and, you know, the other thing I spend um, a lot of time explaining is that we don't have a central bank digital currency. There was a bill There was a bill based on that, and I had to try and explain that, that while that has been discussed uh, by the administration, it doesn't actually exist one has not been created. And so everybody out there that's listening, um, there is no such thing as a central, uh, ban- or I'm sorry, uh, um, CBDC is what yeah, the CBDC <laughs> is yeah. the acronym for it. And that's what you'll see it referred to is CBDC, Central Bank Digital Currency. 
Uh, it does not exist. FedNow is not a CBDC. It does not create a CBDC. Uh, your pay, it moves the payments the same way they move back and forth now. When you deposit your check, uh, a check that somebody wrote you from another bank, uh, the money moves the same way. It just moves faster. So it's, uh, it's, it is the electronic movement of money, but that's been around for the, since the beginning of <laughs> time. time. It just, yeah. it just moves it faster. So no matter, again, no matter what you read on Facebook, uh, that is not correct. Uh, my own brother <laughs> this year at Easter, uh, dinner, he, he asked me if, you know, FedNow was creating a CBDC and I said, no, absolutely it is not. And I gave that very explanation. And he said, well, are you sure? And I said, well, your sister works in banking. <laughs> Whoever posted that on Facebook does not work in banking. And then I promptly text the entire family um, a link to FAQs about FedNow. That's fantastic. You know what? You're, you're fighting battles even in your own family. Yeah, I need to add you to my <laughs> family to my group family. text. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Just educating and advocating out there. Yeah. Well, Lori... Um, we uh, we appreciate all of your knowledge um, and insight into not only the the advocacy of banking, but but banking as a as an industry as a whole. And as we tend to do here, we like to throw some curveballs at the end. Since you are a born and bred Arkansan, uh, we figured you would know pretty much everything about the state, Ooh, um, especially all, right. all the time you spend in the capital. Luke's got a list of questions here. And uh, I'll let him take over. Um, I'll start with an easy one. This is just off the top of my head. Um, I don't even know how to ask this. Which? <laughs> oh well, then that scares me. <laughs> me too. Which state uh, were we in order to be added to the United States? I don't even know how to ask that. What? What? Well, what number were we? Yeah. In, what number in, were we? As part what of the number? union. We should all know this. Well. I don't necessarily have the correct answer, but as far as I'm concerned, we're the best state, so we should have been number one. Wow, that's pretty good. Yeah, it was a poorly phrased question. I think we were the 25th. 25th. 25 stars around the uh, on the flag. Did yeah. you know that? Yeah. Well, there might be 28 because I know there's a couple around the uh, – in the diamond, you know, there, I think there's yeah, 25. Yeah, yeah. But there's 29 yeah, because there's four – Okay, so there's four stars four. within the diamond. And there's 50 on the United States flag. Did you know that? This is getting way too technical for me. I'm sticking with my answer of we're the, we're we're. the best state and we should have been number one. Stick to your guns, Lori. Yeah. Okay, here's, here's my actual fun ones. What is our state beverage? Oh, we have a state beverage? Yeah, and it's kind of weird. Oh, what would it? It's kind of weird. This um, is all uh, based off of 50states.com. <laughs> Shout oh, out 50states.com. Okay. <laughs> Your so go to for the, all the state trivia. That, yeah, the person that wrote that quiz, what do they think it is? Um, I, let's just say milk. It's milk. Oh, <laughs> there we go. How did you get that? Well, she just Are you Googled, Googled it. Real quick, so you're going to know all these. I did, actually, I did not. I did. I promise you, I did not Google it. I just thought we have lots of dairies here. It must be milk. That's yeah, fantastic. it's milk. Fantastic. There you go. Uh, what about our state mineral? Oh, our state mineral. Oh, mineral. Uh, mineral. What makes a mineral? what quartz makes a something stone. a mineral? I, I think quartz is. Yeah, a, I'm not quite no, sure. Quartz is, is a quartz? gem. We, quartz is a gem. It's a gem. Okay. Yeah. I don't even know uh, what makes something a mineral. Mineral salt. <laughs> salt is a mineral. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what what is what it's, is what is our statement. I think I'm pronouncing this correctly. Bauxite, 
Boxit? Oh, Box-ite. Box-ite. Well, you know, Box-ite. there's a town named yeah. after it. Oh, there you go. The yeah, of Central Arkansas. You think that's they named- close to you, right over there? Did they? I name- bet there's a sign in that town somewhere. Yeah, you think they named the town after the mineral, or the town was there before they named the mineral? I'm gonna Ooh. go with well, chicken or the I'm egg. I'm gonna go with the former there. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, the pro- we could we could validate that based on carbon dating, but that, that'd be very. <laughs> we could do that. Okay, who claims what's what city in Arkansas claims to be? This is real, according to according to fiftystates.com, the spinach capital of the world. The spinach capital of the world. Wow. Um, let's go with Malvern. Dumas. Alma. Alma. What are they? Alma. The Airedales? Isn't that right? Yeah. Alma is the spinach cat. Aren't what? they green? Aren't their uh, high school colors green? Yeah. I'm Maybe not, for the I spinach. Don't think <laughs> you know, all you ever see are the are the wine billboards. You don't see any billboards going that direction That's for true. spinach. It's <laughs> true. I don't know why they claim that, but they do. Um, and then the last one, the folk capital of America. Oh, is it the Ozark? What, what's, what's the city? Mountain o- Ozark. Mountain View. Mountain View. Where is Mountain View? View? I don't even know. Mountain View? Mountain View. Is it the eastern part of the state? Or you I should know you're traveling all kind over. Of, uh, I, don't, yeah. I think it's kind of central, centrally, central. There's a mountain home. There's central. a mount, mountain berg. Yeah. There's I a think mount. mountain home's about two and a half hours from here, but I'm not sure about mountain view. You you would assume they'd be close to You'll each know because you'll start you hearing the see. banjos and once you start getting close. <laughs> well, Lori, thank you so much for joining us. I know we uh, made a list a long time ago to uh, get some very important people on the podcast and you were right at the top. And so we appreciate you hopping on and, um, you know, educating not only myself, uh, but also our listeners on what you do, what the ABA does, and uh, the importance of, um, you know, your day-to-day. So appreciate everything you do. Well, thank you for having me, and and thank you for letting me go off on a tangent about, um, you know, there are no social credit scores and 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 no CBDC. So I appreciate, I appreciate you allowing me to do that. Just one more platform to uh, keep America informed. There we keep America informed. That's your new slogan for your for uh, whenever you decide to or need to run for any sort of position. Keep America informed. Oh no. So. No, no, thank you. I'm just going to put that behind CAE. <laughs> okay, there you go. All right, Lori, we really appreciate it. Thanks so much for hopping on and uh, look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you so much. appreciate you. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you liked this episode, please leave a five-star rating and drop a review. Follow us on our socials, which can be found in the show notes below. We will catch you next time. <laughs>